This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. I seriously love BetterHelp so much. They're one of my favorite sponsors, and I will tell you why I love them so much. When I started this podcast, I was going through a really rough time. I'm talking drug relapse, drug addiction, drug abuse, relationship issues, anxiety, depression. I was going through one of the craziest moves of my life, so therapy really helped me get through a lot of that. And online therapy is, in my opinion, even better than going to a therapist's office because, let's face it, our lives have changed the last year or so, and I just feel like online therapy is the best way to go. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist, and you can start communicating with them in less than 48 hours. They really do match you with, with a therapist so quickly. It takes, in my case, less than 24 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. And there's a broad range of expertise available, which might not really be locally available in all areas. The service is available for clients worldwide, and it's super easy to access your account. You can log in, you can send a message to your counselor really at any time you want, and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, whatever you prefer. I like to do phone sessions sometimes because sometimes I like to, to go on a walk when I, go on, when I do my therapy sessions. It's really up to you. Traditional therapy can come with kind of a stressful energy attached to it. So I really love how BetterHelp is really controlled by the, the patient. If you want to connect with your therapist and communicate something with them, they have a journal feature, which I absolutely love. This journal feature has the option of sharing your journal entries with your therapist, but if you want to keep them totally uh, private and anonymous towards yourself, you don't have to share them with your therapist. But I really like this feature because for many of us, starting fresh with a new therapist gives us a lot of anxiety and it can trigger us. Um, so if you feel like that, you're not alone. I felt the same exact way because let's face it, a new therapist has to ask questions and try to get on the same page as where their client is. And sometimes rehashing our, our history of trauma and all the details can become kind of exhausting and a little bit annoying. So what I do when I start with a new therapist, like I did on BetterHelp, is I use the journal feature and I wrote kind of a lengthy email explaining to the therapist where what I've been through in the last few years, where I'm at right now, what I'm looking for in therapy, and what kind of therapy I've done, what kind of therapy I'm interested in, and what I'd like um, out of a therapist. So this is super important. If starting with a brand new therapist gives you panic or anxiety or stress, 
This is the most stress-free approach you could possibly do. I love how they matched me with someone with the experience and qualifications that I asked for. I personally asked for a therapist who had some experience with eating disorders, depression, and relationship trauma. Once BetterHelp matched me with my therapist, she messaged me right away and then I scheduled my first session with her for that week. The process is easy, effortless, and stress-free. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. So if you're going through a hard time right now, and let's face it, so many of us are, whether it's emotional turbulence, depression, anxiety, relationship issues, LGBTQ issues, whatever it is, body image, self-esteem, BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit betterhelp.com vibe. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, and join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Vibe within listeners, you get 10% off of your first month of online counseling at betterhelp.com slash vibe. That's betterhelp.com slash vibe. Betterhelp.com slash vibe. Go start online therapy. DM me on Instagram. Let me know how it's going. And I hope that you get the help, the support, and the healing that you deserve. How very much I've loved you. How very much I've tried my best to give you the good life. Welcome to the Vibe Within Podcast. I'm your host, Gab Cohen. Each week, we will connect through stories and conversations about wellness, yoga, addictions, spirituality, mental health, rituals, and everything in between. The goal is to transform our traumas into strengths to create the change we desire in our lives. My mission is to help others by shining awareness on real-life topics so we can learn new ways to heal physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Whatever you are going through in this moment, you are not alone, so let's connect and heal our vibe within. This is the Vibe Within Podcast. If you're just tuning in and you're new to the podcast, my name is Gab Cohen and I am a yoga teacher. I am obsessed with healing the mind, the body, the soul. I have been teaching for about five years. I live in Miami and I just started this podcast kind of recently and it's been a really awesome channel of creativity Um, The reason why I started this podcast is because I've been writing a lot and sharing with you guys a lot, and I've been getting a really nice reaction from you guys with all the topics that I share on my Instagram. Uh, If you don't follow me on Instagram, my Instagram is gypsyloveflow, and it got to the point where I was writing these long fucking captions, and I was like is this like annoying people or you know it got to the point where 
every post was continued in my comments and it just started to get a little bit crazy and I was trying to figure out ways to share more information with you guys and have a dialogue with you guys and you know bring topics to the surface that we're all really wanting to talk about and I had thought of you know I played with the idea of making a blog and a YouTube channel and all these things and none of that really seemed to align with like the way that I work and a lot of people have asked me oh are you ever going to post any YouTube videos and this and that and it's like you know what I'm not really into the YouTube thing right now like I might put these podcast episodes up on YouTube so that they're easy to access for people, but I really am obsessed with how I can record a podcast episode and look like shit. Um, maybe I'll maybe I'll do like a live on Instagram one day of me recording an episode just so I can like show you guys like, hey, this is me in real life. Um, but I am just in my house with my cat drinking my elixir and I feel comfortable I feel good I don't have to go and put on makeup and put on a yoga outfit or whatever it's not about that it's about what I'm sharing it's about the it's about the vibes it's about the content it's about the topic that we're talking about and um I am just really into that um having more connection more value and I think I talked about this in a previous episode. I have been unfollowing a lot of accounts who post pictures and have no value with them. I mean, I'm not judging. It's it. I I really love how Instagram is a place that we can just be ourselves and be creative. But if I'm not getting a value and an intellectual kind of vibe from a photo and I feel like it's just kind of ego-based, I unfollow, I I hide or whatever. um, And I'm not going to feel ashamed anymore because this is a very challenging time in our lives with all of the access we have with social media. And I'm not going to get too far into that, but I just wanted to say thank you so much for tuning into the podcast Uh, If you're new to this podcast, thank you for giving me your time and your energy, and I really think that you're going to like this episode today because it's all about changing our career, releasing guilt around that idea of changing our careers that maybe, you know, what what, what you went to college for is not really what you're doing right now in your life, and I think that it's healthy for us as... Our generation is is evolving to have many different passions and many different callings. And I talk a lot in this episode about my really crappy jobs, um, different jobs that I've had throughout the past, you know, eight years or so, and how those jobs have transmuted into who I am today. And I really dive in deep into the nitty-gritty details of how depressed I was during a lot of these toxic cycles of my life and how I went to art school. I 
went to school for fashion merchandising and journalism, styling and wardrobe, and I get a lot into that. Um, I talk a lot about when I moved to L.A. and how that was for me, finding a job, and what ultimately uh, made me choose that, you know, maybe fashion wasn't for me anymore. And I talk about the job that really dug me into a hole and made me aware of how miserable I was in the fashion industry and the job that pushed me into the direction of really diving in to teaching yoga full-time and working in the wellness and health and healing industry. So I know a lot of you have been wondering, you know, how I got into yoga and what I went to school for and how I make money, and I, I really talk a lot about this in this episode. So I really hope this episode helps you guys if you guys are going through a transition in your life and you're feeling like your job isn't fulfilling you anymore and maybe you're drifting into another space and another another intention or another passion of yours is coming out to play and I'm just here to act as a vessel for you to know that it's okay to change direction. It's okay to make a full 180 and you know, dive into another career. That's your intuition telling you that you have another calling, that you have another talent, and we can't bury these things away. So I just want to say thank you again for tuning in. Subscribe, rate, review, share with your friends and family, and I really hope that you um, enjoy this episode. I think you really will. So I think that we've all kind of been through those crappy jobs and it's sometimes comforting to look back on our career through, you know, our adolescence and our early 20s, mid 20s, late 20s, however old you are, and see how you've evolved. Um, Because, you know, in the beginning, just getting our foot in the door into the working world is, feels cool and feels amazing. And then as the older we get, um, we have more more value and more morals and we have more integrity of where we're going to bring our energy and what types of jobs we are willing to do. And I'm just going to dive right into it. Uh, this is about my career change and my story about that. And I know it, it's going to resonate with a bunch of you guys because I know that I'm not alone and this is happening for a lot of people in our generation right now, career changing. And we need to allow ourselves to drop into what our interests are now because what our interests are now, maybe that's different than what our interests were eight years ago. Um, You know, how can we choose our career path, our solid career path at such a young age? We're taught that when we leave high school and we graduate high school, we should have, you know, applications already sent into colleges and acceptance letters and we should know our major and minor and we should have a plan and it's like, holy shit, that's not natural. Um, I thankfully knew that I was into fashion and writing and journalism at a very, very early age. Um, I have vivid memories growing up in high school and and even junior high um, 
writing just this is before you know instagram facebook myspace and writing so much writing memoirs writing creative essays like writing class was always my favorite class and it made me feel so good getting my thoughts and emotions out on paper even if the topic was like about history or something stupid that I didn't like um I still loved writing because it made me feel complete and it made me feel whole when I when I submitted an assignment I felt very um content with creating a piece of writing so I've always loved writing I've always loved art I've always kind of been into fashion and magazines and my love for fashion grew as I got you know older into high school so that's where I went I went to an art school I majored in fashion merchandising in South Florida and Fort Lauderdale um, I I minored in fashion journalism which was the theme of my portfolio um, my portfolio was a fusion of basically my top three jobs, which were fashion and lifestyle journalism, wardrobe styling, and trend forecasting. And as beautiful and pretty as my portfolio was, you know, I was very proud of what I what I produced. And I think that I even got like best creative portfolio of my class, which you know I poured my heart and soul into this portfolio. Um, you know, but these types of jobs, the ones that I just mentioned, they're usually held by women who are in their 30s and 40s, um, not girls who just are fresh out of college and 21, 22 years old. So, you know, I, I wish I would have been better prepared, but I did what I could and I got the best job that I possibly could after school. Um, you know, South Florida wasn't packed with jobs in publications and magazines and wardrobe styling. It's not the same as L.A. It's not the same as New York. So I, I, I did what I could. Um, there were lots of high-end stores and retail jobs, but I knew that I didn't go to school for four years just to work in a fucking store. So, you know, that to me just seemed so dark and like the worst possible route that I could take. But that was honestly like the only route that I could take. So um, I got the best possible job that I could, which was a stylist at a local trendy store called LF. Maybe some of you are familiar with it, but I still didn't feel fulfilled at all. I knew in my gut that this wasn't meant for me and, you know, that I was capable of so much more. After four years of art school, you, you really want to feel like you have a fulfilling, good, amazing job that you can put your creativity into. And this just felt like a normal retail job. Um, I dreamed of working for a legit company, a magazine, a publication, something like that. So after working for LF in Fort Lauderdale for, I want to say a few months, maybe four or five months, I decided to move to LA and instead of starting from scratch in a city where I knew no one, I decided to transfer to the LF location in LA on Larchmont. And I'm glad that I did this. I think that was the smartest thing that I could do instead of being broke and searching aimlessly and blindly for a job in a city where I knew no one. So it turned out to be a good experience. I moved up quickly. I became an assistant manager. I liked the girls who worked there. Um, I was in charge of, you know, scheduling and floor plans and head styling and this and that. And, you know, I just didn't feel 100% fulfilled still. I, you know, working 
in a store from open to close wasn't necessarily aligning with my $80,000 fashion school debt. Um, And that just kept ringing in the back of my mind. Like I didn't go to school for four years to be working in a store. And I was the only girl with a fashion degree there. It didn't really make me happy you know, refolding the same clothes over and over again and hoping somebody would come in to style them. It depressed me immensely, and just getting through the day was really hard. Um, I did learn a lot from that job, and I loved the girls who worked there with me. We, we became very close, and even to this day, I talked to a few of them, which is really awesome. Um, but so... You know, working in Larchmont, that was actually a really cool area to work in. And I I met so many people in all types of industries. I styled a handful of celebrities. I'm not going to name them, but they're pretty famous now, which is, it's cool to see because this was before they, their career really blew up. And it's just cool to have that under my belt, um, styling celebrities who, are doing amazing things and working in that industry. Um, So in order for me to keep my sanity, I began doing yoga on Larchmont down the street at Yoga Works. And I did a handful of classes there. I would pop in for a class here or there if I could make it after work. Um, It had been a while since I felt so connected to my body in that way. Like I, I loved feeling the energy of others in the room too and it was hot yoga and it was just amazing like no fake atmosphere it wasn't fashion it wasn't beauty it was just yoga and people trying to feel good and I began taking more and more classes and I eventually found a studio that I vibed really well with core power yoga in Hollywood and um, I became a studio volunteer for the core power yoga hollywood location it was the newest one and they they said oh well if you really like it here like we're looking for yft yoga for trade and i was like what is that and i found out that it was a free membership for helping out around the studio and i was like fuck yes like this is my in i can't believe it i can't afford a membership so i will yes i will work for you guys i will i will clean i will do anything that's awesome i feel like that opportunity came to me from the universe because I really needed yoga like I really needed yoga just to be okay and it's funny because I remember vividly even just after a few classes that I had taken at that studio that it sounded really cool when the teacher would talk about yoga teacher training after class and um Little did I know, a year later, I would be going through teacher training eventually to teach full-time and completely make a crazy career change that I never thought would happen. But the more yoga I did, the less I loved fashion. And I'm not saying that you guys all have to go out and do yoga in order to feel what your next passion is. It's just an awareness practice. And I think the more yoga I did, the more aware I was of my emotions and what was really going on. And it made made me see from a different lens like how unhappy I was working these jobs. So, you know, I the more aware I became, the more I loved yoga. 
but I still wanted to try and work in the fashion industry because, I mean, I spent four years of my life creating content for for that and my portfolio, and I felt like, you know, maybe it would just take me some time to find the good fashion gig that I deserved. So fast forward a little bit, and I remember landing a job with a company that I really genuinely loved. And this is after I left LF, after I did a little bit of traveling, and I just, I needed, I needed to shift gears. Um, so I got a job with a really awesome company that, you know, I was obsessed with. I'm not going to say the company here, um, so that, you know, gives them some privacy, whatever. Um, I had high expectations of this company. I remember vividly my interview with the CEO and the main creative content director, and it went so fucking amazing. They loved my vibe. They loved my portfolio. One of them did yoga, and I really just loved how you know, inspirational and creative and light and free their energy was. But when it came time to talk about pay, um, I was only offered $11 an hour. And that was kind of a shot to the heart because I told them that I had been making 15 an hour at my last assistant managing and styling job at LF, um, which really isn't that much either. But hey, you know, it's it's definitely more it's definitely more um they they refused to meet me at 15 because it you know it was going to be a new store and they said that they were just unable to meet me there at that time so mind you this was a multi-million dollar company so right away from the beginning i kind of had a weird energy from this company and the way that they were operating because if they couldn't raise my pay $3, that just, you know, red flags were were waving in my head and I should have listened to my inner voice. Um, but, you know, I didn't and it's okay. I still took the job even though I felt a little diminished by the pay. Um, I thought it, you know, would be a great foot in the door with a company and I wanted to use it as a stepping stone. So I was I was thinking about the bigger picture. I was thinking, you know, this can lead me to something else. And I I knew deep down inside that it would. I was hired as a muse and a stylist for the very first brick and mortar store, which was in West Hollywood on Melrose. And I was pretty stoked. Um, little did I know few months later, maybe five months later, that job would be the very job that emotionally pushed me out of the fashion industry and truly into the yoga and wellness realm. Before we get deeper into the episode, I wanted to tell you guys about a brand that I really genuinely love. And before I do this, um, you guys know this is a new podcast, so I really don't have sponsors, so this is not a paid sponsor. Um, I wish it was, but it's not. I'm just trying to break up the episode so that it's not too much information pounding into your head um, so that, you know, you have like a little breather, go get your coffee, go get your tea, whatever. But I wanted to to tell you guys about Four Sigmatic, which is mushroom blends um, in coffee and elixirs and magical powders and all sorts of things. I've been 
on Four Sigmatic products for over a year. And I first found out about them through blogs and health and wellness, Instagrams and stuff like that. And I really wanted to stop drinking as much caffeine. And I had heard that Four Sigmatic was helping people, you know, find a healthier route rather than just drinking coffee all day. Um, I live in Miami, so I'm, you know, always around Cuban coffees and really strong coffee shops. And I was starting to feel like my adrenals were dying, which was the case. So I began ordering Four Sigmatic, and I really liked the Lion's Mane coffee mixes. It's little packets that you just put in hot water or steamed milk. And that was really helping me transition from my crazy caffeine addiction. And I just wanted to share with you guys that it is possible to lower your caffeine consumption. And uh, a few products that are my favorite with Four Sigmatic is the green tea matcha mix powder. They also have a green tea latte matcha powder packet. And it's really good. It has coconut milk, a little bit of stevia. And these are good because you can travel with them. So if you travel a lot, it's nice. You can just go to Starbucks, order you know, hot water or steamed milk, and put it right in there. It's super easy. Um, I also like the Chaga Elixir, which is a great pick-me-up mushroom elixir powder. No coffee in it. It's just all natural energy and it really helps me have a clear focused mind and a solid energy level especially when i'm teaching yoga i usually make a chaga elixir in the morning on sunday mornings because that's the morning i go and teach two classes back to back and i instantly feel amazing after i drink that it gives me clarity energy Um, It enhances my mood. So there's so many benefits to mushroom powders, and I think that you guys should really try it if you haven't already. If you want to go to their website, you can check them out online, foursigmatic.com, and you can find them on Instagram at foursigmatic. That's at F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C, foursigmatic. And if you'd like to use my discount code, you can use the code GYPSYLOVE for a discount at checkout. The discount code is GYPSYLOVE, G-Y-P-S-Y-L-O-V-E. So I went on with it and kept working at this company. I began working long days, long nights, spent hours setting up the store before the grand opening, working on floor plans, after hours, spending a lot of time with the team in our sweatpants and lounge clothes, just trying to get the store ready before the opening. Um, It felt awesome to be part of something big like that, and I definitely was meeting a lot of influential people and a lot of successful people, a lot of rich fucking people, um, and a lot of the owner's friends, which were people who worked in the fashion industry, people who were really in it. Um, but at the same time, I didn't feel like I was actually part of the opening. I felt more like a work slave. And I know that sounds kind of harsh, but it's just how I felt. 
I felt like I was pouring all of my energy and love into a store and project for a company who didn't give a flying fuck about the needs of the girls who were on the team. Um, I was talked to like shit. I was treated like shit. And I was felt like I was constantly condescended. So even though I was the only one on the team with an actual fashion degree, I wasn't given the highest styling position or the highest pay. There were other girls who were younger than me with no fashion degree who were making $3 more than I was, which was my initial request. So I was more towards the bottom, and to be honest, that pissed me off from the start. I felt very diminished. I felt condescending vibes all the time in the atmosphere, and I felt physically ill almost every day that I was there. I had cramps. I had bloating. I had fatigue. I felt very sick. Um, My intuition and my gut was affecting my mood, my anxiety, depression, and put me in a dark, dark place of dissatisfaction. I felt unworthy. I felt like I couldn't do anything right. I felt fucking stupid. And, you know, (laughs) one of the women, now that I think back, one of the women on the visual team made fun of me in any way that she could. She made fun of the way that I walked, dressed, and spaced hangers. I was miserable, I was scared, and I didn't know if this was the way that my life was gonna be forever. I remember how toxic the energy was there. They would play the same music and the same CD and playlist over and over and over again on repeat. The same songs were toxifying my mind and I was quite literally going insane. Like I felt psychotic. I was manic. I felt like one minute I would be crying, one minute I'd be laughing. Um, I wondered to myself how everyone else on the team like was getting through the day completely fine and I just couldn't wrap my head around how these girls were were okay with the energy in the store. It, it was blowing my mind. I could barely get through an hour without feeling the urge to cry and weep on the sales floor. So there was plenty of times that I had intense sadness wash over me to the point that I needed to run to the fucking bathroom just to hide the fact that I was about to cry my ass off. I needed to get my shit together and I was terrified. I felt worthless. I couldn't see myself working for this kind of company for much longer. Um, I felt like I was killing myself, you know, on my feet for 10 hours a day, getting paid $11 an hour and just helping the CEO of this company get richer and richer. I mean, she was already a millionaire. So I just felt so fucking diminished at this point in my life. Also, to kind of paint the picture for you, I could barely afford food at this time. I was super broke. Um, I had a lack mentality mindset and I was just working paycheck to paycheck, hour to hour, and I was just wondering how I was going to afford gas and food the next day. Um, I could barely afford Ubers. I, you know, I had to start using the bus system and in Los Angeles, that shit fucking sucks. Um, you know, I didn't even, I didn't even realize how broke I was. And uh, there was a few times that I had to sneak onto the bus and not pay because I didn't have any money to pay for a fucking bus pass. So that really 
paints the picture for you. Um, that was my all-time low. But I still didn't realize how bad my life was. I was, in den- I was in denial. I was in complete denial, complete shock that I just kept putting, you know, the seriousness of where my life was at on hold and kept burying it away. At this time, I was sharing a one-one with this Russian girl that I met who was nice, um, but our apartment was in the crummiest part of Hollywood. I was living in the living room. That, that was where my bedroom was, and it was separated by a curtain. Um, I did love my room. It was always a safe space. It was cute, filled with bohemian touches and a fashion rack and homey vibes. And, you know, I made it, I always make my living space really nice, but I felt like I couldn't live like that for much longer. I was really becoming aware of the hole that I had gotten myself into. I was in a hole of disordered eating, mainly because I was just so fucking broke and I couldn't afford to buy a lavish West Hollywood lunch every break. So I would be living off coffee to get me through the day and after work I would rush to go and do hot yoga. At night sometimes I I wouldn't make the 7 p.m. class so I would have to go to the 10 p.m. class so I would basically starve myself all day because I didn't want to waste my money on lunches at you know West Hollywood in that area it's like so expensive and the only thing that was keeping me sane was the hot yoga at night to balance me out from my shitty day at this store I realized that there was really nothing else that I was looking forward to except for hot yoga And the only time that I felt good and happy and content in my body and, you know, maybe I felt a little bit better about my job and my life situation was when I did hot yoga and I completely exhausted my body and my mind. Like, the feeling I got after a sweaty class was incredible. I felt reborn. Every class gave me clarity. And every time I came out of a class, I just felt like everything was going to be okay. And, you know, everything was going to be okay, but that was just the way that I connected to a sense of contentment and clarity and inner peace. I was doing some really deep inner work, and the yoga really helped me put everything into perspective. It eventually came to me that, you know, I needed to leave that company. I was not happy at all. I decided to put my two weeks in, and I did that with a well-written email to my manager explaining how I was mistreated and the pay and the energy of the store was not aligning with what, you know, I was worth. And looking back, I'm really fucking proud that I did that. Um, I eventually found a waitressing and hostessing job at a great little whiskey bar and a lounge that was more more towards where I lived on Hollywood Boulevard and I really liked the vibes of that place and I genuinely enjoyed that job. The team was welcoming. They even invited me to their Christmas party when I didn't even know anyone um, and I just felt very, very nice in the setting. I, it was just nice. Uh, the manager was cool and I met a bunch of people who just gave me that nice energy exchange that I was looking for at my fashion job and didn't get. Um, I didn't necessarily love being a hostess and a waitress, but I got through it much easier than the styling job. The hostessing job gave me, you know, time and space, and they gave me 
freedom to work at my own pace and we engaged in more meaningful conversations and I met influential people like actors and actresses who would come in and eat there and lounge there and it was just nice to be around that kind of energy. Everything, you know, felt like it was beginning to rebuild and, you know, I was not making that much money but I was just getting by and I had a way of just scraping by in LA, you know what I mean? Then I was told in, I think it was January or February, that the restaurant was letting go of a few people due to slow season, and unfortunately, I was one of those people. I think the restaurant was doing really bad, and I didn't take it personally because I was one of the newest ones on the team, so I really just took that as a sign from the universe that I needed to get the fuck out of LA, and I remember not knowing what to do, Um, I was distressed. I was scared. So I reached out to a friend. Her name is Coco. And if she's listening right now, I fucking love you, Coco. You know, you're a big part of my journey. Holy shit. Um, we met up at a coffee shop in Hollywood. And I remember she brought her tarot cards. And she read my cards. And that was the first time that I ever got my cards read. I mean, I I was familiar with tarot and everything like that, but she read my cards and everything came together and I instantly received one of the most intense downloads that I've ever felt in my life and a higher power and a gut feeling literally told me and was screaming at me to move back to Florida, to move to Miami, Um, And I had never lived in Miami. I had lived in Fort Lauderdale, but I didn't want to go back to Fort Lauderdale. Um, I had a few friends who lived in Miami who told me that I should just move back there, that I would kill it, that I would do great, and that they loved Miami so much. So I I remembered that, and I said, I'm going to move back to Miami. I'm going to move to the East Coast. I think that I'm going to go and teach yoga there, and that's what I need to do. And I remember Coco being like, yeah, you should do it. Like, and I knew that it was the right decision. I, I wasn't hesitant at all. I knew that the universe was telling me what I needed to do. So it came full circle. And I saw in my mind that moving back to Miami and becoming a yoga teacher was what was going to happen. There was no ands, ifs, or buts. I saw that I was going to teach full-time and be able to shift my career in a real way, a sensible way, because LA wasn't allowing me to get to that space. I felt trapped, I felt stuck, and I felt like an ant in an ant farm. I wasn't getting anywhere. There was only so much energy I could use to try and find the perfect job, and I was just so fucking burnt out. I was so tired by that time. And I'd been trying to land teaching jobs, but all the studios that I went to were either really weird and bizarre energy or um, they just weren't hiring because L.A. is just so oversaturated with yoga teachers. And I'm sure it's even worse now because this was back in 2015, the beginning of 2015. So um, 
I'm so fucking happy that I moved to Miami when I did because the yoga scene in the community was just starting to become florist when I got here. Um, like I was, I was really surprised at the lack of studios. There were only a few that popped up when I searched on Google because I was just really looking to like find some studios that I can go practice at and feel the vibe and whatever. And I looked up a spa and yoga studios in Miami and one main one kept popping up. So I reached out to the manager of the studio right away. I called, I emailed, I kept calling. I basically just acted like a psychopath until I set up an audition with her. And I just basically put myself out there. I mean, what the fuck did I have to lose? Absolutely nothing. Um, I had no idea if the studio was even hiring. I just pretended that they were and put myself out there. I went to the studio, took a couple classes, and then I became a sub quite quickly after a 30-minute audition I had with the manager at the time. She loved the way that I taught. She was really happy that I did hips, and the truth is I hadn't even been teaching for more than four months at that point. So I basically white-lied myself into the audition, and I told her that I had been teaching for a year. Even though I have had a strong practice for two years, um, I just didn't feel comfortable telling the teacher that, oh, I'm brand new, and I don't have any, you know history I don't have any experience working at a studio like I didn't want to put myself in that category because I felt like I was already kind of an advanced teacher from the start because I had such a strong practice so I began subbing as much as I could and then eventually within a few weeks they offered me three classes on the schedule and those three classes were what I used to build my foundation. And I built a community and I've grown my Instagram following by showing up and teaching and delivering the best class that I could possibly give. And I really came in full force with my young, creative, open mind. And even though I didn't know anybody that I was teaching, I just came in there with, with my energy and my vulnerability. and just as real as I could be, and it really sunk in. Now I'm a full-time teacher there. I have five or six classes a week, and the yoga community that I've built there is amazing, and I love everyone. Um, so my life is so different now. I'm much more calm. I'm happier working in the health and wellness and yoga industries, way more fulfilling than the fashion industry ever was. My work doesn't really feel like work. I'm helping people feel good for a living, and that's enough for me right now. That makes me feel grateful and fulfilled. Uh, I will say that teaching yoga doesn't necessarily pay me enough to call it my full-time career, um, but since it's only an hour or two of the workday, it frees up my schedule to work on other freelance gigs. So like marketing for my business, other things, you know, lining up different types of work. So for the first three years of teaching in Miami, I bartended, I waitressed really heavily, like full time. I worked over 40 hours a week at a burger and beer place and I made decent money. Um, I also met a lot of really amazing people during that job. I met people who worked in the industry. I met people 
who were very successful, like lawyers and doctors who desperately needed yoga. So I would find myself talking to these people at the bar about yoga and about my life, and they became super interested. So I would invite them to come take my class as my guest, and it was sort of like I was fusing bartending with the yoga. I would talk to these people about wellness and you know spirituality and almost all of these people were my bar regulars. I never made them feel uncomfortable if they were drinking and eating bar food. I mean, there's always a way to talk about things that interest me instead of engaging in meaningless conversations. So, that was my that was my thing. I talked about yoga to everybody, the people in the kitchen, people at the bar, my tables, like that was me. I was a, I was a waitress, I was a bartender and a yogi and it always sparked conversations because people would ask me, "Oh, what do your tattoos mean?" or this or that, and then it would just roll into the yoga and spirituality conversation. So, it was a nice uh, icebreaker and it was a nice way for people to know a little bit about me and you know know where I come from um, I even met my dentist when I was waitressing and bartending and this was one of the busiest nights at the bar in my entire bartending and waitressing career I think I had a full bar and I had fucking eight tables all outside in the busiest section so I was running around like a psycho and I was in a terrible mood. I remember kind of being a bitch to them at the table, and they didn't care. They still were nice to me, which caught me off guard. I was like, oh, okay, I need to start being nicer to this table. They're really nice. Um, they, it was two older gen- gentlemen, and they were very genuine, and they accepted how busy I was. So I was like, okay, these, these guys are cool. Um, And I got talking to them and I told them how I was in a lot of tooth pain and how I needed a root canal. And it just so happened that one of the men, his name's Larry, he is a dentist in Miami and has his own practice. Fast forward to today, I've had uh, a root canal a couple years ago. I've had teeth cleanings and I actually just had a appointment today to check out my tooth and I need to get my wisdom tooth taken out which sucks but you know at least I I have Dr. Larry to help me out and give me a discount and a payment plan and everything like that so I can thank the universe for sending him my way and actually he's not just your average Joe um, dentist he is super dope, and me and him have amazing conversations. We can talk about relationships, we can talk about health and wellness, we can talk about astrology, and I'm probably going to bring him on the podcast because he is just such a fucking cool dude. Um, he looks amazing, he takes care of himself. I think he's close to 60, but he really looks like he's in his early 40s, and he's just so dope. Um He's got a few kids, and he's always telling me about his kids, and he's just really good energy. Like, it's people like that who come in into our lives that you just align with, and age doesn't matter. He's just a genuine, really awesome guy. So, yeah. Um, I actually left the bartending industry when I broke my arm. 
I was forced to leave the bartending industry because I went through surgery and I'm still healing. I can't really do everything with my arm, but it was a blessing in disguise because right when I freed up that space, when I left the bartending industry, it's almost like it created more of an opportunity flow that came into my life. So, you know, right now I'm more financially stable and emotionally stable than I have been. And it's actually helped me get in a more healthy frame of mind when it comes to saving money. Because when I was making 200 or $300 a night in cash, I would fucking blow that shit like so easily. But now when I am just focusing on you know, other streams of income and my career, it makes me have a healthier way of valuing the time and the energy I put into the jobs I take. So I cleared out that space and I made time in my life so that I could accept other business ideas and thoughts. And, you know, I put my energy towards that. I was so distracted by the toxic lifestyle of working in that bar and I was surrounded by people who weren't really on the same vibe as me. Like a lot of the people who work in the bar industry, they do drugs, they drink a lot and I'm not here to judge but I needed I needed to get out of that scene. So I think that me breaking my arm might have been a blessing in disguise as well for, for that in that sense. Um, I needed to really level up my career. I was working my ass off to save money so I could travel and feel fi- feel more financially stable, but you know, I needed to leave the bar. So that's what I did. And like I said, right when I broke my arm and left bartending, all of a sudden CBD, yoga, creative co- creative opportunities started to flow into my life. I began writing i began manifesting and journaling and really taking my intentions to the next level and my desires to the next level of manifesting and i remember watching the secret again on netflix i watched it a few times and it really started to sink in and i was like i need to fucking change the way that i'm thinking because if i want to be able to make a living i need to shift myself away from thinking that the only way that I'm going to make a living is bartending or waitressing like that's just not true and I'm not going to do that for the rest of my fucking life I went to art school I have a degree I'm fucking smart and I need to put my smart to use and and into something more creative and passionate so unfortunately you know this arm break that happened in July left me in over ten thousand dollars worth of medical debt But I try not to think about that as much because there's really nothing I can do. Um, I am trying to get through to the people um, with the medical debt um, bills and their companies to lessen it. And it's just really hard to get through to them. It's a process. So I made a GoFundMe. If you're interested in donating towards my medical debt journey, I would really appreciate it. Every bit counts. Every little bit helps. Um, the link is in my Instagram and I'll also put it in the show notes. It's www.gofundme.com slash help Gab's healing. Um, so now I'm coming full circle as I sit here right now. I'm thinking like how everything 
in my life has led me to this point. Every crappy job, every asshole boss, every person who talked to me like shit, every depressing time in my life, um, all of that has given me the tools to realize that, you know, I'm worth more than I ever thought I was. And it helped me realize what I want and what I don't want in a job. I think that depression is a clear fucking sign from the universe that's telling us and screaming at us that that we're not in alignment and we're not on, you know, the correct path and we need to refocus. When we step into alignment in our career path and we're in alignment with our passions, then we start to uplift the depression. When we find rituals and hobbies and things that are nourishing our soul, our depression will start to lessen. And I promise you that because I was so fucking depressed, guys. Like, it's just insane when I think back to those times working in the store. Like, I don't even like thinking about about those days because sometimes it just it makes me feel icky. It makes me feel like, oh, God, like, I couldn't even get through the day. I couldn't even get through a song. I was dreading the next song that would come on. Like, I was so fucking not okay. So I'm here to help you. I'm here to guide you. I'm here to let you know that there's a way out. So through the pain, I learned ways to cope. I learned ways to get what I wanted. I learned ways to communicate with people. I learned ways to work with such a diverse collective of people in the bar industry. And it's helped me create a strong work ethic now, especially with teaching yoga. It's all about trial and error. And it's about taking those and not taking them personally. And I wouldn't take back working in the service industry because that gave me a really healthy and strong foundation of being able to talk to people. Being able to communicate my feelings and my emotions in a proper and professional way, especially when you're teaching yoga. It's a very um, delicate job to have. So it's really helped me full circle just create a good work ethic in every area of my life, whether that is serving, whether that's marketing and branding, whether that is teaching yoga. And yeah, it just, it's given me the opportunity to step into my truth and not be fake. And, you know, when I teach yoga, I feel fulfilled. I feel like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, Every single job that I've had that has led me to this point gives me gratitude because all I can say is that really connecting with as many people as you can is going to give you all the experience that you need. Shitty people, amazing people, and everyone in between. When we step into our passion, we are able to live and reach our fullest potential. And sometimes we just have to get out of our way and trust ourselves and not put ourselves in this box where we're not allowed 
to have a career that makes us feel happy because I think that we're conditioned to think that we have to work hard and like sort of hate our job in order to show that we're working hard and in order to make a living and that's just total bullshit. So now my life is teaching yoga classes, teaching private sessions, hosting my yoga retreat and you know that which is my newest business and I'm always working on that. It's still in the beginning phases, but it's it's happening and slowly but surely I'll be hosting maybe three or four CBD yoga retreats a year. The next one is going to be in May in Tulum. So if you're interested in that, follow my Instagram, CBD Yoga Retreats. If you want to be added onto the newsletter so that you're updated with all the updates to sign up, um, DM me or email me. And I'll put my email in the show notes as well. So along with teaching yoga i work for a couple cbd companies on the marketing side i do some branding and and marketing in that sense and i'm always finding new ways to make money i'm i'm obsessed with finding new streams of income whether that means selling clothes or selling things in my house that i don't need anymore selling kitchen appliances getting rid of shit and just you know just finding different ways to make money um, I've been really diving in to promoting my CBD yoga private sessions. And instead of me just putting myself into a box of saying, oh, you know, I'm going to offer one-on-one CBD yoga private sessions in person. I opened my mind a little bit and I said, you know what? This is a new day and age. We have technology for a reason. I'm going to offer Skype and Zoom and FaceTime yoga privates and to tie in the CBD I will personally ship the student a sample of CBD if they don't have CBD of their own and that will come with the private session and then we'll do it over the phone video and I'll make them a sequence and we'll do yoga together through video like sometimes people just need that extra umph and they need the the motivation and the direction and that's why i'm here so if you or anyone you know is not really looking to get into a studio per se and maybe they're new to yoga and they're they're healing an injury i do offer private sessions via skype zoom facetime whatever you have you can even do it you can do it in a group or you and your boyfriend girlfriend wife husband sister brother whatever let me know if you're interested in that and like i said i'll send you some cbd that'll come with it so i'm always finding new streams of income uh you know actually this podcast is the only thing that i'm doing that i'm not going into it with the intention of making money this is all my own time my own energy and i'm putting my my heart and soul into this podcast because it's making me feel good it's making me feel heard. It's, it's making me feel like this podcast is kind of like a therapeutic audio journal. And I'm not only in it to help me, I'm, I'm in it because I want to help you guys. I want to help the collective. I want to verbalize issues that people need reassurance around. I want to make people feel not so alone because I have been 
in holes and I have been in, in spiritual cocoons and I have been in spiritual isolation for years and I feel like I'm starting to come out of it and I'm finally able to speak my voice in this sense and I have the balls and the urgency to create this podcast and it's not just coming from nowhere like I have to listen to my gut and you know I put in some money for equipment and I put some money in for this and that and I don't care like it's I'm doing this for the bigger picture so you know I I know eventually I'm gonna have to put in more money like I have to get another another microphone an interface um to bring on more guests and to have just a better quality of equipment and more memory on the podcast hosting site so you know if you would like to support this podcast and donate I'm not I'm not asking you guys I'm not requesting like if you feel called to support my podcast um, you can send donations to my PayPal and my PayPal email is gabcohen at gmail.com and I'll put that in the show notes but it's gab with two b's cohen c-o-h-e-n at gmail.com you can send me paypal donations if you feel like it no worries if not because like I said I'm not doing this for money I'm doing this for us I'm doing this for me I'm doing this because I have a lot of creative flow that needs to be released and this is the most efficient fast and easy way for me to get my point across I I would love to write a book one day but that takes months it might take a year and I don't have that kind of time I want to fucking help people right now and I want to help myself right now and I want to share information with people I want to help people heal the mind the body the soul and that's why I'm here Thank you so much, you guys, for listening to that episode. I hope that it resonated with you guys, and I hope that it gave you the inspiration and the motivation to not feel trapped in your career. If you're feeling like you have another calling, listen to that voice and make a plan. You know, write down some companies that you want to reach out to write down some practices that you'd like to do to get your mind focused on other things. We're not meant to have a job that we hate. We're not meant to be stuck in a career for the rest of our lives. We are humans with so many different talents and hidden passions that that are going to come out the more aware you are with your body, your mind, your soul your family um, so don't feel ashamed if you're feeling like you don't belong in your career your job right now there's always a way out and just stay positive and start talking to people start talking to everyone around you because you have no idea who does what and who knows who somebody might look like they are you know a telemarketer and they might be actually the the best doctor in Miami Um, when I broke my arm funny story I went to the hospital that's near me uh, the low-income hospital um, part of the hospital where I was going to get treated for my pre and post surgery and the office was packed okay I felt like I was never gonna be seen by the doctor and 
uh, one of the doctors, one of the residents walked by me and said, hey, aren't you, aren't you an Equinox yoga teacher? And I said, yeah. And I was kind of like, oh my God, I, I look like shit right now. I can't believe that, that this guy is asking me if I'm a yoga teacher. Like, I'm in so much pain. And he goes, oh, I've taken your class a bunch of times. You are such an amazing teacher. And I was like, oh, my God, thank you so much. Like, that, that means the world to me. Thank you. And he was like, are you all right? Are you in line? Are, are you waiting to be seen? And I said, yeah. What's your name again? My name's Gabrielle. Okay, I'm going to put you next in line. You're next. And I was like, oh, my God, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Like, this is just a prime example. You have no idea what people do for a living. Everybody wants to help each other. Like, you, you'd be surprised. You know, everybody wants to help each other grow and succeed. And if they don't, if, if somebody in your life is not trying to help you grow and succeed, bye bye Get out of their path. Get out of their way so that you can drive around them and then move on. Because the people who want to help you succeed and feel good... Those are the people who are meant to be in your life. And thank God that doctor saw me that day because he helped me be seen. And because of him, he helped me get first on the list to get my surgery. And I got my surgery two days after that. Unfucking believable, right? I just, I was fucking shocked. And I was almost in tears when this happened. I was just like, I can't believe this. Thank you, God. Thank you, universe. Thank you, whatever power is looking over me. Because I was at the point where I didn't know if I was going to have to wait weeks for my surgery. And I was like, I was on my hands and knees. So that just goes to show you. Um, yeah, I'm not going to take any more of your time today. So go do you and enjoy your day, your night, your morning, whatever time it is you're listening to this. Make sure that you focus on yourself and you're listening to your inner voice. And please, all I ask is that you rate, subscribe, leave, leave me a review if you can. And if you are on Instagram, follow me on Instagram, Gypsy Love Flow. And you can screenshot that you watched or that you listened to this episode. If it resonated with you, tag me, Gypsy Love Flow. And we will be together soon. Love you guys. See ya.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.